It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character is three guys and a special guest sharing our experience, strength, and hope in our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. I'm James, the special guest. That's You're a- not. <laughs> That's not true. Who do we have for a special guest today, James? I'm T. <laughs> T Bird here. Uh, the opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience while playing Tear and Share in episode 204 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. James, your special guest. Yep, my special guest is my wife, T. And um, when we were um, deciding to meet in person and do a tear and share, I realized the last time we did a tear and share, I asked her to come. Because I like how quick she is about thinking about the subject. And it's less that I have to talk. Also, thanks for turning down the air. We asked, um, Dennis and I asked Mike how how we sounded last week in the mobile studio. He said, horrible. <laughs> he said, you guys really need to listen to your podcast. So I'm going to take it upon myself to listen to at least five minutes of each podcast so I can see how it sounds, so I can you know, rectify any situations that are bad. Meaning talking into the mic. Oh, look, Dennis is ready to kiss me. He's trying to kiss me. Oh, okay, hold on. I got to give the mic. I was going to say, then you can let me know how it sounds, and then I can make adjustments according to your judgment. Baby steps. Baby steps. Who wants to raise their hand? Okay. Yeah. I, ra- I raised my hand. T, why don't you tell everybody uh, how everything's been the last week, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump into Terror Chair. This is James' favorite weeks whenever we do the Terror Chair. And how. Talitha, oh, T, T-Bird, Talitha, alcoholic. Thank you so much for inviting me to the tear and share. I thought for sure we were going to be at a drive-in movie theater and we would have side cup holders where the tear and share would be dropped in. We'd roll down our, anyway. So how has this week been? Um, It has been amazing. It has been joyful. It has been reflective. And it has also, I have also felt Um, sad uh, and joy at the same time. So a little over a week ago, I did my third uh, ultra walkabout, completed 33.6, I think, miles in 12 hours. And uh, I wore my new favorite shirt, which says the first 50 years of childhood were the hardest. (laughs) And I am 50 years this year. Um, I got to walk about with God on that day. And then on Monday, I believe, at the most magical place on earth where I get to work and share joy with others, I took a, uh, 
um, test, uh, in a sense, a, a checkout in, in one of my new positions. And uh, I just reminded myself to be present and to be available for those who I was getting an opportunity to share some incredible knowledge with that was shared with me from with some incredible people and um, pass that. And then we received some news, which you all know about, the passing of one of our giants. And I was I felt very sad. I felt very sad on on Tuesdays. Tears rolled and I was immediately covered by the grace of God and gratitude. I cannot tell you how quickly my heart went to gratitude. And I, I do truly believe that came from all of the rooms and the fellowship and the principles and practicing the principles. And, you know, I'm six years in, which is a toddler. Well, actually, I'm in kindergarten. No, wait, six years, first grade. Kindergarten, first grade. Well, I, who knows? I could have been delayed. Yeah, I might. Yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, what a blessing it was that um, that grace took me immediately to gratitude so quickly that even as the tears were, were flowing and I, I felt sad, I did not become sadness. And I, I asked I asked the Lord what to do. You know, I reached out to, to my friends and my husband and, you know, what to do. And it was just to be available for the presence of God to share that grace with others in whatever form it was. And, and so then I'm, I'm tired, you know, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, but I'm filled with a different kind of joy today um, and a different peace today than I, I, I could say I had, you know, six, six years ago than I did yesterday. You know, I mean, you know, and I'm just, just really keeping that, that joy in my heart you know, just trying to be a better person today than I was yesterday and, and just being kind to others. It just keeps resonating on my heart. Be kind to others. And uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm at. Yep. That's it. My hand is down. <laughs> I'll, I'll share. I'm sitting next to T-Bird, so I thought it would proper. And uh, this last week has been mighty, uh, filled with a lot of different emotions. I've had my son with me he just finished his first year of college and um he's great he's still a little kid he called me at 10 o'clock this morning he's like what's for breakfast dad <laughs> and i'm like i'm on my way to the gym you gotta make your own breakfast and he waited till i got home from to the gym to make him <laughs> breakfast <laughs> I, it was funny i went upstairs like what did you have he's like nothing i was like do you want me to make you breakfast Yes, please. I was like, oh, of course, you know. I've, I only get to see him like a week and a half. And then maybe not again till Halloween, Christmas. You never know. But I'm always open to trips. There's a new train that is almost completed that goes from Miami to Orlando. Do you know that costs like a... It's like 150 bucks per person to ride that train. So it might be expensive, but <laughs> I know... It's cheaper. Hold on, I can't hear you. It's cheaper to drive your car with the gas to Miami and back than it is to ride that train. Now, um, <laughs> now that the, the boys are, you know, one's in college and one's in high school, um, I, I got to the privilege of visiting them uh, different times. So... I don't think I'd have any issue with paying for a round trip ticket for them to come up for the weekend where I can just sit back and wait for them to arrive at the <laughs> airport and go pick them up 20 minutes away. I think that's great, you know, because time is definitely worth money and seven hours is a long time to drive. But 
I'm going to do it again on Wednesday. And um, it's kind of fun. Um, I like it. The The funeral was absolutely wonderful. Um, I felt, driving up to it, I felt very, I don't know, I, probably how you feel a lot of times. I felt anxious and like I didn't want to go in. Kind of like your first meeting, you know. And I, I, I went in and then I immediately saw Jay and I felt a little comfort. And then I asked him how he was doing. He said, I'm good. I haven't gone in there yet to see Danny. And I was like, well, what can I do? And he's like, here. And he gave me his baby. And so I, I held his baby for the first 20 minutes. And that made me feel it, the most peace ever. And then I saw everyone that I have met over the past six years. Ray was there. And I saw Big Al and Steve and their wives. And it was just, it was such a nice reunion. It was a beautiful ceremony. And uh, this week has been just wonderful. It reminds me of how much I love going to celebrate the morning meetings and living in celebration and all my friends. And I'm very grateful. Here you go, Mike. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Um, Yeah, it was. And I was talking about this today with some friends. I don't find it strange or weird or uncomfortable at all to say that you're a hundred percent right. You said that the service was great and it was, it was, it was great. You know, Danny, who, uh, as T was saying is, is a giant in the community. I, I felt so lucky to have got a chance to know him, but also to, to make so many friends in the rooms that, uh, some of them I hadn't seen a while because I almost forgot how many had moved away. Um, and I was in the parking lot. I There's a couple different uh, recovery podcasts that I listen to besides ours. And one of them, last week, they had... Um, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name now. It's a new pair of glasses um yeah chuck c right so chuck c thank you t chuck c uh giving that presentation on podcast so i listened to to that as i was going driving you know 90 minutes to danny's services and uh it was tremendous i had it cranked all the way up because it's a 1975 broadcast. So this is like, you know, it was done on reel to reel, like the big tapes. And I got a chance to listen to that. I thought the service was beautiful. Uh, I'm the type of crier that I don't know when it started, but I don't wipe the tears away. I just kind of let them drip down from my face. And while uh, I got emotional during the way that they they had it set up I thought it was done beautifully where there was someone that shared and then there was a song someone that shared then there was a song and um, it made me really appreciate everything that I that I have um, today because of the program I know I wouldn't have been um, I wouldn't have let myself be vulnerable enough to have the relationship that I had with Danny and the other um, men and women in the rooms you know, without this program. So that was the big uh, takeaway this past week. Just the gratitude that I had for that. And my daughter had her first day of kindergarten. That worked out really great. Um, the co-parenting today that I'm able to do 
with my ex is second to none. Um, you know, and I probably talked to her on the phone. Uh, I don't know, collectively, like over three days for like two hours, making sure that we had everything all set. And that couldn't have happened even a year ago because there are moments that were driving me completely crazy. You know, patience is a virtue. Um, and that's something that I, I was glad that I had last week. So that way I could I could see the progress of what had been from like something that was awful three years ago to now being able to uh, put aside what's most important that she had everything. So it was a great, great last week. Dennis. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad the service was nice. I didn't go for reasons, but um, I'm glad it was good. I mean, yeah, this past week, I guess was very reflective, as as the others had said and stuff. You know, when you lose someone unexpectedly, it always makes you think, you know. So, you know, I spent a lot of time forcing myself to think of the positive things rather than just the fact that someone passed away, you know. And that's hard for me. I'm prone to depression and shit. So it, it can be difficult. But it, it was... It was, yeah, it was an interesting week, I guess. Two weeks ago, my nephew, or I mentioned two episodes ago that my sister was coming up, but one of my nephews came with her, which was a surprise, so I, like, hung out with him all day, which was really cool. We talked about Minecraft and Pokemon and stuff, so that's awesome. He's like a teenager now. It's, It's freaking weird. Um... Yeah, other than that, not much, I don't think, has been going on. You want to start it, Dennis? Of. We can start it, sure. What are we doing? Wait, first I got to ask James. Did you watch the <laughs> first episode of the new season of Billions yet? I've never seen any Billions. I thought you watched Billions. No, you watched it with... We watched I watched, it, I I watched Successions. Yeah, All right. Mike, have you seen the new episode of Billions yet? No, don't ruin it, Dennis. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna bend you at the end. I'm, uh, there's, there's two types of people. There's people that can stand waiting week to week, or I will start watching it when there's one episode left, so that way it'll time out, and then I'll be able to watch the second one and not have it spoiled, like the very last episode. Okay, in like five months we'll talk about there it. There you go. Thanks. I'm, I'm waiting for the new Ahsoka. I'm not. Sh- that's this month. And when's Loki come out? Loki comes out in October, I think. Mm. Yeah. There's a new season of Only Murders in the Building. I've watched that. that watched that's it. good with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. First, hair <laughs> and share. The Promises. I think I I feel like Talitha is an expert on the promises, but it's not her turn. No, nope, it's yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think like the biggest promise that I think of is um, the being relieved of the obsession of thinking about drinking all the time. I think that's still the biggest one to me. You know, I can wake up and go through my day 
without thinking about alcohol at all. And even if I like think about alcohol because I see it or I see it on TV, I don't think about drinking it, which is pretty cool considering before I came into the program, it was the obsession. All I thought about was drinking or smoking pot or whatever. And I guess that's the biggest promise that I think of when I think of them. On top of that, there's a lot of promises that happen. You know, we we do live a better life. What are you whispering? You're not allowed to whisper while I'm sharing. A promise is a promise. Promise is a promise. <laughs> that's that's Talitha's slogan. Um, we're sitting in one of the promises right now, which is our new mobile studio given to us by God. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, how about we go T, then James, and then back around? All right, dive in. All right, so is this a dive and share or tear and share? Technically, they were tore before. <gasps> this, is, this, is, this is a God wink. My tear and share topic is gratitude. gratitude. <laughs> Outstanding. So Talitha Alcoholic, sober by the grace of God. No, I was talking to Oh, are you whispering? Dennis. Dennis is grateful. <laughs> I I am I am just really just filled with gratitude. So I have a couple stories to share about um, how gratitude covered me this this week. Right. So I had mentioned that on Tuesday I was I was sad and whatnot and how I went directly to gratitude. Well, one of the first uh, friends uh, first times I experienced. Um, loss of life. One of my really good friends passed away when I was just a few months sober. And I got to gratitude by the end of the day. I was at work at the most magical place on earth. And I was on this shift that was a long shift. And I was interacting with people. And by the end of the shift, I did get to gratitude. And I I just, I, I felt dreadful with crying, even though I love crying and whatnot. It was uncomfortable. And, you know, it was, it was, I would say into like indigestion, but anyway, it was uncomfortable, but I was happy to get to gratitude. So this week, you know, I went to gratitude right away and, um, I went to prayer, I went to pause, uh, and I went to, you know, how can I be of service? And, you know, I called a bunch of people. Well, that night on my way home from work, there was a song that played on the radio that was as if, you know, God's grace was speaking to me in a spiritual sense to just give me this reassurance or this affirmation that, that everything that we do here, no matter, uh, how big or small, that small, uh, small, do small things in very big ways. And I know that that's something maybe mother Teresa said, or someone else has said, other people have said, and it was like, that was just the resounding message on my heart. Just do small things in really big ways and, and just be grateful for the opportunity to do small things in really good ways, because gratitude is like this gift that keeps knocking at the door. I open it up, I open the box, I share it. Then the doorbell rings and I open the box. It's another piece of gratitude. I share it. It's like, it just keeps giving. And then uh, this weekend was the Florida State Convention. It was the first time I've ever been to a state convention. Um, and I was doing some service for the next state convention. And, you know, Danny really got me into general service and whatnot. And on Friday night, after uh, the the speaker, who was outstanding, we were waiting, a, a lot of us were waiting in line to get on a shuttle to get dropped off at one of these multiple parking lots that I wasn't even sure, you know, anyway. So there was this long line 
And as I was talking to this other young lady in our home group, um, who Danny had also put uh, encouraged with general service, uh, this this gentleman comes up. And uh, he's kind of like a burly short guy, and he's like in a gray shirt. That's all I really saw. But he comes right up to the young lady and I, and he's like, what's this line for? And uh, we said, well, this is the line for the shuttle. You know, it's it's 8 o'clock. It's dark. It's like 9 or so. It's a line for the shuttle. And he's like, oh. He's like, well, I need to get the shuttle to my car. Where's the end of the line? And so I, I point. The line is, you know, far away. <laughs> there are a number of people. And, uh, and then this gentleman says, oh, great. Can I cut in front of you? And so there's this moment where we're kind of like, what's the right answer here? Like, there's a bunch of alcoholics, so this could go the, either way, right? And so we pause, and just as I'm getting ready to basically surrender to the moment and say, sure, the gentleman laughs. He says, ah, oh, man, I'm just kidding. And he turns around, and the young lady looks at me, and her eyes are super. And I was like, what is it? And she's like, did you see the shirt he was wearing? I was like, what was his shirt? It was a New York Fire Department shirt. And, you know, I just, that was affirmation to me that, you know, the best message I think I got from gratitude, from, from Danny, from, from, from anyone in this room is just this gift of gratitude. And, um, you know, that is like wedged, like a, a, a foundation beyond what I can imagine. And it just keeps getting deeper and broader and stronger by the grace of God. And I just... I just, I just love the topic of gratitude. So, hey, thanks for letting me share. God bless you. Friendly reminder, when we do tear and shares, keep it to two minutes. <laughs> no, no, it's for everybody, not just... Yeah. Okay, good luck. <laughs> Get that couch is comfy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Resentments. All right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so... <laughs> Resentments are um, one of those things that, you know, when I was drinking, I would get them a lot. But I didn't really dwell on them too much. Like, there's nothing really eating my lunch today, as my sponsor would say. Like, I don't, people do not take space in my head. I used to have resentments about, like, Oh, I never had enough money. I didn't have a nice car. And I would be like, how come those people who I think are idiots have all this stuff and I'm stuck with nothing? You know, I would, so I would be resentful and I wouldn't like people. Um, but now turning it, like I can turn the leaf and I can be what Talitha was talking about, gratitude. Like it's hard to be resentful when your heart is filled with gratitude. And... I'm not really resentful today because I surround myself with people who are morally straight and who have a program. And the only people who, you know, are a little rough around the edges are people that I work with. And that's because they don't have a program. And I'm not resentful at them because they just don't know. They're just sensitive people who go around and just say whatever's on their mind and are completely chaotic and... You know, it's been a long time since someone has hurt me where I have had a resentment. And that is truly because I'm recovered and I don't get upset so easily. And because I hang around with people who treat me with respect. So resentments do not come by around my way that much anymore. And if they do, I can squish them quickly. What about if someone cuts you off in traffic? 
it lasts for 10 seconds. You know this. <laughs> That's a good I amount guess, of time. I guess it's not a resentment if it doesn't last a long time, right? Yeah, I think 10 seconds. You got 10 seconds. That 11th. And he's at, he's saying that because he's that's the only time he's seen me upset is when I'm driving. He's like James, James. Yeah, or when you 100%. lose I've lose never money, seen mad otherwise. lose money gambling. <laughs> not not no, thrilled. I wasn't upset. Uh, no, you can tell you were frustrated. You're like I've never had this much bad luck, and you looked at me and I'm like, it's, all right, dude, not my fault. I just pulled this a pride. Also, like it's um. You know, it's a podcast, so you can't see what we saw. Oh, we just saw the most fun thing. There was a woman on one of those little scooters, like the four-wheel scooters, and she just did a couple laps. She did a figure eight around the tennis court for no reason. It's like 152 degrees outside, yeah. and she's just... I, but we saw, her, we saw her pass in front of our mobile studio on the sidewalk, then she turned, went onto the tennis court... Went all the way around and did a figure eight, and then went out the other side of the tennis court and just kept going. It was definitely for us. She did that for us. Um, so, pride. Uh, I don't know the, the definition of uh, my definition, how about this, of like pride is, and I think when we did this as a topic, I shared on it, that it's good to be proud of. Um, there's probably like a line, right, where it's healthy to be to be proud of what you have. It's just making sure that you give your higher power the credit, I think, is the thing that's totally fine. You know, I, I think Danny and everyone else I mentioned um, that I hadn't seen in a long time, I give them credit of being channels that my higher power spoke to me through. And I'm very, very proud that the toughest thing I had to do in sobriety, more than even like not picking up a drink when my daughter was born and premature and I had to go like that was a tough thing or divorce. It was really when I had just under two years sober and I had to move to celebration Florida from my home group in Vermont and know that I had to actually to keep what I had in my uh my gratitude and everything else I had to actually turn it up even more so I went from going to a meeting a day and not sharing it every single meeting to making sure that I went to a meeting a day and shared at more meetings and went earlier and later and actually chaired. I didn't chair. Um, and I think that comes into to pride because I'm, I wasn't too proud to admit that I needed help and I needed to do that. Um, you know, somebody said at the, the service that, you know, usually when you start AA, the thing that people have in common is that's when stuff's not going right. You know, like that's when I first went to meetings and that's when I started my journey in recovery. Uh, and I'm grateful that I wasn't, I wasn't too proud to admit that I definitely had a problem and was just trying. But I, after having a year and a half sober, when I moved down here, I had to also do it again. 
You know, I, I couldn't just say, oh, well, I had a year and a half. I don't need to go to meetings anymore. I'm in a, I, I would be back drinking. I know that for a fact. So that's my time. Dennis, yeah. we'll, do, we'll do one more round um, because, I don't know, that's usually about the length of a, uh, an episode. So make it good, Dennis. Peeps, places, and things. It doesn't say peeps. It does say peeps. <laughs> For peoples. <laughs> There's only so much space you got to write, so you might as well shorten it. Uh, peoples, places, and things. Um, yeah, I mean, that phrase reminds me of early recovery, right? And they tell you uh, you got to change people, places, and things. And, um, yeah, I think that pretty much still holds true I think the way that I was living before I came into recovery and before I like got sober that year and a half before I actually came into recovery you know the people that I was hanging around with most of them were doing the same thing that I was doing living the same way drinking and drugging and all of that The places I went typically involved doing that kind of stuff, you know, like going to bars and, and, you know, I guess people's houses, mostly bars and stuff. But, um, you know, and the things that we were doing or the things, I mean, they pretty much evolved the same thing. I remember at one point before I got sober when I went to bars a lot because I lived in I worked in Ybor City and lived like 10 minutes away from it and so that's like a party district in Tampa or whatever so we used to get like free stuff whenever beer reps came in and stuff like that I remember at one point like all my t-shirts like probably a good 75% of them were all beer t-shirts and liquor t-shirts and stuff just because they were free and um yeah, I definitely got rid of all of that stuff. But I think, um, you know, if you continue... Like, I remember someone... I'll make this really short. But I remember someone, like, probably a few years ago... Who was new in sobriety... And was talking about... Wanting to go... To the old bar that they hung out with... Because they missed their friends. Right? Right? And because that's the bar they went to every night. And they wanted to go and not drink or whatever. And then, um, I don't know where they are now, but someone pretty much mentioned it. It's like, well, you've been sober for like, what, six months or a couple of months or whatever, right? And you miss your friends, so you want to go to a bar to hang out with your friends because that's where you hung out with them. I was like, well, has any of those friends contacted you in this three months since you've been sober? And the answer was no. And it's like, well, are they really your friends then? You know, y'all just drank together at the same bar every night because y'all were alcoholics. But as soon as you stopped, no one cared. And I think, like, early sobriety, you realize a lot of that stuff. A lot of the things you did and the things you had and the people and the places, they all revolved around that lifestyle that we were living so when you, if you want to change that lifestyle, you got to change those things. Yeah, it's T-Bird's turn. 
Okay. What? Here we go. <laughs> Digging in. And I got how not to fail. <laughs> All right. T-Bird alcoholic. How not to fail. That's so vague. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I can't remember. I almost think that this came from Danny, but I'm not really sure. But I remember it might have come from Babe. I remember. Um, no, I wrote it. That's my handwriting. No, not the fail part. What I'm about to say next. So I remember um, at some point I was. I It was the the. Um, so there's different layers of awareness that start to happen in in recovery for me. So and I and it depends probably a lot of where I am spiritually and then also where I am in life and at some point there was this this awareness that came to me where uh, I think I had just made amends to myself so it was probably somewhere like 3 years into it, I don't know, somewhere around there. And um and I had this awareness that, you know what, when I took that first drink at the age of 19, um, there goes crazy eights at the age, <laughs> at the age of, of 19, uh, there's nothing anybody could have told me that I would have believed. And there's no way that I would have known that by taking that drink at the age of 19, that it was going to unleash this horrible progressive disease inside of me that was going to take me out emotionally, spiritually, and physically over the course of the next two decades, right? Like I, I just all of a sudden had this awareness and I just felt so sad. Um, and this may have been leading up to when I made amends to myself. I felt so sad because I wanted to tell, you know, that 19 year old, um, it's okay, we made it, you know? And Sometime around that time, although, you know, I could just be making it up all these dots and eyes, all these like dots being connected. Someone, I, I think in that same share, I was just talking about like, she didn't know, like, I didn't know. I, I just, I didn't know that's what was going to happen. Even if I did know, I don't know that I would have believed it, you know? And, um, I think somebody shared in that meeting, you know, what is, how do you not fail? And it was start something and finish it. Just start and finish. There's no, that, that is a success. Like, the person was just saying that success to them is not how good you do it because good is a sliding scale <laughs> depending on who's looking at it. You know, it's not what you do. You know, there's different people who would do different things. It is starting and finishing. And so that just changed the way I looked at things. I started looking at the things started. I started looking at the things that I was, uh, that I got to do in sobriety. Uh, I started looking at the, the things that I had accomplished, even when I was out there drinking and putting substances in my body. And, you know, the times that I felt most full was when I started and I finished something. It didn't really matter how it ended up, you know, yes, there was disappointment in grade school, if I wasn't in first place, you know, this sort of thing. But, you know, there was a joy in the initial remarkable experience of starting and finishing something. And so, I started um, just really being aware of that in recovery, you know, and it helped me get rid of things like the spirit of expectation <laughs> and the spirit of disappointment uh, because it was no, it wasn't so much about, you know, the outcome, but the process. And so how do I not fail? I start and I finish and I just make each moment a present moment and I have my best present moment possible. That's, that's what I got. I'm James, and I love presents. <laughs> and I love Terran Share. 
Oh, I got two. Self-centeredness. <laughs> Why do you laugh at everything I get? <laughs> She's uncontrollably laughing. Self-centeredness. Um, yeah, it's funny because you brought up Babe and... One of the things Babe says in our morning meetings, also known as Richard, is, you know, I, what did he, he says, I may not be much, I'm, but I'm all I think about. I may not be much, but I'm all I think about. <laughs> I think it's something like that. I may not think, right. I can't even think of it now. That's it. That's I it? Think, I don't think much of me, but I'm all I ever think about. Yeah, I may not be much, but I'm all I think about. Anyways, I, um. I think I'm pretty self-centered still. Um, And a test of this was, you know, maybe about a year ago, my wonderful wife would, would, every time we would go to eat, um, I would make my plate and I would say a quick prayer and I would start eating. And she would come downstairs and be like, oh, I guess we're eating. And... And she would make a plate and I would be done before she even started. And then I would like look at her plate like a hungry lion and it's like, can I have that bite? And she's like, not that bite. That's my favorite bite. And then I would make a face and she would give me the bite. And um, after a while of doing this, she's like, you know what I want you to do for now on? Every time that you go to make your plate, I want you to make my plate first. And that was about a year ago. And I've done it a few times, but it's, it's so hard for me because all I can think about in that moment is this delicious food I'm going to consume, and I'm, I'm focusing on myself. I've never gone hungry. You know, God has always fed me. I've always eaten well, and this is just a small example, but little things like I would go and catch myself. I would get pizza, and I'd put like two just gorgeous slices on my plate. And I would turn and look at my wife and I'd be like, these were for you. And I, <laughs> and I would give her the plate and she would get so happy. But even though, you know, I didn't do it at first to think of her. So um, it, little things like this help me to be less self-centered. And if I continue to do this, I think I might even become more um, in touch with other people's feelings and be lef- less self-centered. And it's a good, I'm glad you got me doing that, T-Bird, because I think it's a good tool. And I got some work to do, that's for sure. If it makes you feel better, he does that with everyone he eats, too. He tries to steal food from them. <laughs> Never did it to me. James loves me. That's <laughs> nice. Uh, this is the last one today, trusting a higher power. I did not have a higher power before I came into AA. I didn't. I uh, I grew up with one in the Catholic religion that my my parents I think they really just wanted an hour off from me because I was a really extra kid. So they're like, <laughs> if we could drop you off at CCD once a week, that would be cool. Which is like school where you learn about um, being able to cultivate a relationship with God. And I I think, man, if I took the classes. I know I would I would get so much more today. I don't know. I'm sure they have it where like for adults, CCD. Um, but I feel like the rooms of AA, it took a month 
before I realized that, and I was going to a meeting a day, but I remember my first meeting was the 8th of September. My brother came for my birthday slash he was really worried about me when I hit my bottom. Um, and he came, this is probably 20, it was the end of September. So it was like, I had done a meeting a day and I didn't realize till like three weeks in that it really was all about a spiritual, you know, cause I think my brain had to figure itself out that it was spiritually having a relationship with God, but I didn't shy away from it. I remember driving to the meeting. Uh, my brother went to a meeting with me cause he was curious about it and it was a, uh, open talk. It was a speaker meeting. And I'm like, yeah, just be prepared. It's something about like God, like God, this, this whole thing's like kind of God based. And he's like, okay, that's cool. And we had our first in honestly, um, last to this point conversation about God on the way home, you know? And he's like, you know, I know there's something out there. Uh, I don't really pray, but I know that, you know, there, that there's something bigger than me. And that's his relationship. And I'm, I'm grateful today that everything great that happens in my life, I say, thank you, God. And the stuff that I don't perceive as great, I usually say something to the extent of, um, thank you for allowing me to be not negative, but open to see the positive in it in the future. You know, when, when Dennis said in, um, you know, last week, if you listen to last week's episode, I apologize that I was in the airport when we were recording it, but I was really grateful that uh, when Dennis told James and I that Danny passed away, that was as raw as it, as it went because we had just found out. We didn't even, I don't think, even understood what was going on. Um, and there, there were some that you didn't uh, get a chance to hear of the actual first moment that we found out, but it was, I think what was the word that James and I both said first. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful to know that some of the conversations that I had at the meeting, um, the service on over the weekend that I could see that, uh, Danny brought a lot of people together, you know, so Sorry, I know it's more than two minutes, but last week was, uh, it was great. And I'm, I'm thankful for God for everything that I had. Anybody want to uh, wrap it up? Have anything? You guys can go in the back seat? Dennis? No? I'll say I spent a lot of time adding new topics to our tear and share bag and even upgraded the bag wow. to a bigger bag. I saw it's so much bigger. But all the topics that we drew were from the first batch that we, we ever put in. Out. We got to throw them away. And there was one from the second batch and none from the third batch. Wow. How many did you do? I did maybe like 20 to 30. No, of new ones? Yeah. Wow, were they good? Well, no, but they're done. <laughs> well, thanks. You just came up with them on the top of your head? Yeah. Well, I kind of cheated at 12 of them or 11 or 10 of them were actually just step one, step two, step three, step wow. four. Wow, no, that's, that's legitimately cheating. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the uh, 
other ones I just came up with off my head. Did you write what step one is? I did not. Because I thought it would be funny when we didn't know. That is funny. What's what's step one, word for word? (laughs) Word for word? It's a a main we have a problem. Yeah, that's good enough. Those those words are in there. I don't know what the word for word is. We're just giving you a hard time, Dennis. Um, Well, I want to thank T for joining us. It's a great time. Uh, We'll be back next week. I think Dennis is up for a topic. Huh? Do you know what you want to do? No. Oh. In the last two weeks, I actually had two topics that popped randomly into my head, but then I forgot them like 10 minutes later. You can just tweet them. Tweet them out. (laughs) No one know. Or X, right? X them out. It's still Twitter. It's still Twitter to you. Twitter until it fails. Yeah, there you go. That's positive. Well, we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you with episode 205. With the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember? Promise is a promise. Promise is a promise. A promise is a promise. We'll see you next time.